In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but you all remember Christmas, right? Well, there are a couple of blessings, a couple of prayers that we say at Christmas that I especially love. One of them says, may God, who in the word made flesh, joined heaven to earth and earth to heaven, give you his peace and favor. And another one, the one we actually, the prayer we actually say on Christmas Eve says, we give thanks to God for this holy night shining with the illumination of the true light. Those are really wonderful images, and I love them because they line up so well with our experience of the otherworldliness and the transcendence that goes with the Christmas season and the way in which somehow heaven and earth come together. So you have that burst of angels right over shepherds who are in the field, and you have wise men or magi or kings or whatever they were who are suddenly emerging out of the desert, following a star in the east, and yet arriving at a manger. It's this wonderful coming together of things that don't come together. But then, after that, we're back. We're all back. Now, I am grateful that Park Avenue keeps those lights on those trees for quite a while. I find that quite helpful in the midst of winter. But the truth is that pretty much all of us, Ryan and I may be the only exceptions, have taken down our Christmas trees by now. I know, we're not sure how long they're staying up, but in our homes, they're up. But most places, we know they're down, they're out of here, the poinsettias are gone, the candles all came down after Epiphany. And quite apart from what it might look like in here or in our own homes, we all know that it's back to school and back to work and back to traffic. And despite it being 65 degrees today, it is still the gray days of winter. Doesn't seem like there's much coming together of heaven and earth. But then we come to today, the feast of the baptism of our Lord. And as I said in the greetings this morning, one of the gifts we get today is that we get to baptize Olivia and Caroline at this service. And that will be a great treat and a bit of wonder for us. And of course, that's all framed in the story of Jesus' baptism. Now you'll remember, and this takes us back to Advent, that John went out into the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and thousands of people came out to hear him, and many of them were baptized. And then Jesus comes. That's the story we get today. And he wants to be baptized. And though John protests, because John has a pretty clear sense he's not one of the crowd, He is baptized, and there is the voice from heaven, and there is the Holy Spirit descending like a dove, and again, it's pretty wondrous. Except that as far as we know, no one except John had any idea anything special was happening. As far as everyone else knew, Jesus was just another guy who'd come out into the desert to be baptized by John. And the fact is that as wondrous as baptism is for us in a few moments in the church and is for these babies' parents and families, 
You know, it's a little water. It's a few words. It's pretty basic stuff. And yet, and yet, not just for Jesus, but for us, what happens on this day is the joining together of things earthly and heavenly. Because that little bit of water that Jesus experienced as he walked into the Jordan launched his ministry. And it launched his ministry not so that we would be lifted out of the world with him, but in fact, so that heaven and earth would come together. And think about all the ways that happened with really ordinary stuff throughout his ministry. Jesus took a few loaves of bread, we'll get to that story in the next weeks, and thousands were fed. Jesus spoke really simple words of forgiveness, and people who had been laid low for decades were able to get up and get on with their lives. Jesus simply touched some people in the simplest way imaginable, and yet they were healed. And then, on the night before he died, he got together for supper, Passover supper, with his friends, and they had bread and wine, just bread and wine, but Jesus took them and said, this bread, this wine is also my body and blood, and I will be with you whenever you eat this bread and drink this wine. And the most amazing thing of all is that having seen all those ways in which the ordinary suddenly sparked into the heavenly and continuing to share in that bread and wine, that group of his friends, who were frankly a pretty ordinary bunch, couple of fishermen, a tax collector, a variety of other kinds of people. Those people turned into his friends and then his disciples who became among the most courageous people on earth, people willing to risk any danger to proclaim the love of God, the transformation of our world when earth and heaven are joined. So the reality is that what happens at this font with a little bit of water, and we're going to add a little more, a little bit of water and a few words and a little oil, what happens at this font is actually miracle upon miracle. Because when we come to this font, Jesus claims us all as beloved sons and daughters. And then we are invited to share in his life so that we too learn to share bread with others so that they may be satisfied. We too learn to say words of forgiveness, which are not usually simple for us to say, but say them so that others who have been laid low can get up and get on with their lives. We, too, get to touch others and give them the gift of healing. And we, too, 
are fed by bread and wine. They'll be brought up later from the back of the church. Simple human things. But when we eat them, we are fed by Christ himself so that we know he always dwells with us and within us. So the Christmas lights are down, but the light of Christ is not dimmed at all. And at baptism, for these two and for all of us, new life and the commingling of heaven and earth begins.